1: It's Friday, and we're back. And Susan's back, too. Yay. Mike and John got it going on.
2: (laughs) That was our studio audience.
1: Calm down, people, please. You'll be here every
2: week. Check under your chair and look for that free gift.
1: (laughs) It's Mike and uh, John got it going on, brought to you by, of course, Jordan Genso community servant, community realtors. We're live here in the REMAX Platinum offices on Grand River in Genoa Township. And we got a great show lined up for you today. Yes, we do. Lots, again, lots of action-packed stuff coming your way today. right, we're going to be talking
2: with Alyssa Shakespeare. She's uh, one of the owners of Total Cluster Fudge, uh, which announced about a week ago that they're going to be closing their doors uh, in their downtown Brighton location. For good. Um, Yeah. uh, Not just closing the doors. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little, we're going to keep the air conditioning in. (laughs) No, no, they're they're packing up and getting out. And uh, it's caused quite the kerfuffle.
1: Watch your language. I said fudge and kerfuffle (laughs) within two minutes of the
2: show. Right. So we'll be talking with her. She's got uh, some rather um, direct uh, points of view, we'll say, uh, about uh, downtown Brighton and and the streetscape project. Yeah.
1: All right. So we'll get to that. Uh, Rich Perlberg joining us with the less you know, of course, big news in local sports has been that uh, Jim Harbaugh may be on the suspension list. Or is he on it already? Or is he just gone on an extended vacation? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> this was his way of getting a vacation. You're right,
2: you know. <laughs> if I lie and say I didn't do the think I did, games, I did it, the first four games, who cares? Yeah. I mean, those are the first. Those are the. Those are the well, we'll talk with Rich about oh, that right,
1: we'll Get to that. Uh, Susan's got an entertainment bit. What are we talking about?
3: I do. Uh, great series.
1: Oh, leave us hanging on. The well, yeah, now. This, is, okay. this is
3: the tease portion.
1: Oh, the tease portion yeah. of the show. It's
2: okay. a great series that's not new, although new is in the title.
3: It is. I'll look at you. Yeah. And it's new to me. You
2: go, girl. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Dear Lord. Uh, And we'll also be talking uh, with Nicole and Jean from the Alzheimer's Association. Uh, we've got the uh, uh, walk to end Alzheimer's coming up here at the end of September, but also going to be talking about some of the latest developments in Alzheimer's uh, research. Yeah, and we're still looking for team members for Team Got It
1: Going On, where you, too, could wear a shirt just like John can. Yes. Look at that. Yeah, show, show it up. Sport go. that baby. There. Look at that. All right, minus the underarm state. we're doing well. And right. you
3: could walk with me.
1: That's right. Well, Land and us. us. Yeah.
3: Well, no, me. <laughs> well.
1: We'll be sweeping the path ahead of Susan, so it's clear right, that's right. that's how the uh, the walk's going to go. Some more details on that coming up. J.D. joining us for uh, J.D.'s Tossback Trivia. We'll talk to the great Bonnie and Runyon with the last word, and uh, we'll draw a winner for Torch 180. All that and more coming up, but first, a look at local news, brought to you by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Right.
2: Berkeley. Lots of things going on this week, and if you've been uh, paying attention to our uh, Facebook page or our website, by the way, we do have a website. Mike newsletter, and John. Yeah. yeah, And the newsletter, mikeandjohnpodcast.com. Uh, you know, lots of stories on there, um, but I think the one that is the the biggest story this week, and it's the one that kind of flew under the radar, uh, and that is that uh, County Administrator Nathan Byrd uh, announced that he is leaving, he's taking a job in Texas, um, and he's really only been on the job about three years Uh and what makes this, I think, an interesting story is that uh, Bird is well respected by pretty much everybody. Uh, you know, lots of divisive politics, obviously, but, you know, whether it's people, whether it's the, the, literally the Livingston County, you know, Democratic Party or the Republicans who are on the Livingston County Board of Commissioners, um, you know, they have generally, uh, you know, gotten along with Nathan. Um, he's had to kind of be the moderator, if you will, to sort of, uh, get through some of these storms, uh, when it comes to things, uh, like COVID, uh, you know, the whole issue around masks and vaccines. And that was a lot of, um, drama, if you will he
1: just say, I think I've had and, enough, I'm yeah. out of
2: here. That's kind of what I think the undercurrent of this all is, because when he took the job three years ago, he indicated that, you know. This was sort of the peak and the pinnacle, and he was—he had been sort of working to get here. He had previously been the city administrator in Adrian, and he'd only been there a short time. And one of the things that the commissioner said at the time was, well, gee, you've only been at some of these jobs for a short period of time. And he said, well, I'm, this is the job I've been working for until I found this other one in Texas.
1: That pays better
2: and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so take from that what you will. But yes, county administrator Nathan Bird uh, leaving, and um, it's one of those positions I think that's sort of behind the scenes. A lot of people don't really know much about it, but it does carry a lot of significance. Uh, so we'll I see. Think you just like to tie
1: in the name Bird with flown under the radar. That was <laughs> well, that I was why you I had didn't even that. think that. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I I'm, okay. It's that old news guy. <laughs> Got to have the lead. Yeah, flown under the radar. Nathan Bird. <laughs>
2: Okay. I'm glad you thought of it. It I had, had not occurred to me. Uh, but you can find out more about that and all the other stories this week. Just go to Mike com, Or, as Mike mentioned, you can sign up for our newsletter. We have just a newsletter? Have, yeah, we do. I right. uh, have it delivered right to your uh, email inbox.
1: What if it goes to your junk box? Well, you got to check it. You got to check it, and then if you look at it enough, it'll be in the inbox. Right, don't do that. Yeah, no, don't do that. All right. News brought to you by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton, of course. Uh, Great community players, and they continue to do so as they look to help out CS Motts Children's Hospital and Make a Wish Michigan. They've been uh, collecting uh, donated toys for kids and they continue to do so through August 5th so if you can help out more details are available on their Facebook page or you can just give the store a call of course uh, Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton the curbs are in and they are excited about that and more to come with uh, what's going on in downtown Brighton, and they've been uh, they've been a great supporter of the the show, the podcast, and and of course their fellow businesses on Main Street,
2: yeah, and and the community at large. Again, this uh, the toy drive for CSMA Children's Hospital, and all the other great things that they do. So it's kind of a Christmas in July thing. Exactly. So uh, we're proud to have Cooper and Binkley Jewelers uh, be one of our sponsors. So
1: all right. So you mentioned. Total cluster fudge. Like, what now?
2: I got. I got. Got to make sure I don't what's happening this up. <laughs> and uh, is it Alyssa? Yeah, Alyssa, Alyssa. Shakespeare. Yeah. Um, when you
1: told me shakespeare we were going to have Shakespeare on yeah. the show, I was like, "What's
2: going on?" Oh, yeah. You felt like Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> and excited. back to school. <laughs> I
1: kind of did. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but uh, Alyssa Shakespeare is the. the... Hi, Alyssa. How are you doing today? You're doing great. Good. It's uh, Mike and John and Susan at Mike and John Got It Going on MikeandJohnPodcast.com. dot com, and of course uh, you had some some verbiage that may have uh, ruffled a few feathers uh, about the situation in downtown Brighton, well, in and, particular business.
2: And you have a, a a pretty good rationale for this. I mean, obviously total cluster fudge, as we you know talked about previously. Uh, you're going to be closing your downtown Brighton location. Have you closed it already?
0: We have, yeah, two weeks
2: ago. Yeah. Um, And and how long have you been there?
0: Five years in December. So five, yeah, five years.
2: So why, I mean, this is sort of the rhetorical question. I think we already know why, but uh, why have you closed in in Brighton?
0: Well, you know, it's it's been kind of a combination of things. Um, It started obviously with COVID, which I understand was a situation unfortunate for the world. Um, you know, if you guys are like me, you know, I spent the first couple of weeks of COVID thinking, why me? And then you realize, oh, no, wait, it's everybody. Um, so we understood that, but then, you know, there, you know, I mean, it shut us down, but you know, there were some programs offset by the, by the federal government that kept businesses kind of afloat as in the way of PPP money, etc. cetera. Um, but in this situation, uh, there isn't that. And so I, I just, you know, my frustration, I mean, the losses that we've taken have been Large, they've been significant, um, but but the bigger the bigger issue is just trying to understand the the mindset of of our leaders and our our to say you know how important is are those downtown businesses we're going to make this beautiful streetscape there's not going to be anybody left.
3: Well, I think um, the,
1: the, one of the things that uh, would be the, on, on the flip side of the coin is the infrastructure that needed to be replaced to begin with. So whether that could have been put off a couple of years or, or what have you, but uh, the, the thought process of doing everything all at once with the, the plumbing, the electrical, and all of that, and then along with it, making it uh, a lot better environment and a lot better looking downtown Brighton. Yeah,
0: I mean, that's, that's all great and fine. You know, pushing it back for a couple of years after COVID would have been great. The other thing that I, you know, I mean, I, I, it's, it would be, I, I was in a couple of different downtowns and surrounding areas because we're obviously looking for another location. And the charm of some of these downtowns with the the, the sidewalks being old, like the downtown, I, to me is part of the charm. So this idea that we have this, you know, brand new, you know, sidewalks and everything that are going in, I mean, to me, it's just, it's counterintuitive to kind of what these quaint little downtowns are all about to begin with. So I think you could argue that that, You know, better is kind of, you know, kind of a subjective term, right? I think it. I think it. I think it's will have looked better the way it was, and not the way it's going to look. But, but to me, it's deeper than that. To me, it's the fact that you know, through all of this and closing the businesses, you know, our city leaders, and I'm going to use this word term loosely, you know, say they're doing everything they can for the businesses. I'm not heard from. Nobody's nobody's talked to me. Just a simple conversation.
2: And, and, you know, your criticism of, uh, of the city and specifically the DDA and how they've handled this, uh, was, was not necessarily anything new. Uh, you know, you had, I mean, as you were quoted as saying, you had a, had a belly full of Brighton and you feel like the city quote, completely screwed unquote, uh, your business. Um, and in, in doing that, Um, like you were alluding to just a second ago, you said it kind of goes deeper than that because it's not just the sidewalks or the infrastructure, and and that's something we're going to talk about in just a little bit because the DDA did respond to your comments um, about that. But, uh, you know, you have an issue, uh, and you brought this up, um, in terms of uh, the zoning downtown. This precedes the streetscape project itself that you feel has really been detrimental to the downtown business environment.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard on one hand for our city leaders to say that they're, they're interested for our downtown to be a destination for folks coming in and, and then to pass something. I, and I believe, I, I don't know for sure, but you know, I've gotten sound bites that this is something that, you know, I've been there five years. I think this is something that passed right when I came in or right before I came in, but neither here nor there. I wasn't aware that it's something that had passed in the city of Brighton before my business was down there but but to me the very next thing that would be on the agenda would be to change the zoning which would force companies and I'm not I'm not bashing anybody I understand you know everybody has their thing but the real estate offices and those folks can go upstairs you know main street needs to be to me commerce business walk in business and the service based businesses either need to not be on main street or they need to be in the upstairs offices of main street or whatever But the very idea that as businesses have closed over the last five years, and I've seen a lot of them close, and they were, you know, cute establishments, by and large, they've all been taken over by service-based industries. And I don't know about you, but I don't know anybody that walks down to a downtown so they can window shop real estate offices and financial institutions.
2: Why do you think that was done? Why do you think they prioritized those businesses?
0: You know, I don't know that they, I don't, I don't know that they, that the DD. That, what is the, What do they call it? The downtown development, whatever DDE or whatever. Um, I don't know that they did, it's just that the zoning is such that it doesn't prevent it. So, so, but the D, but but the city can they can change that. I uh, mean, zoning is a simple thing to put on the docket, right? They can change it. Well, now, perhaps
1: really- because they didn't want any marijuana shops in downtown Brighton. I mean, <laughs> that was certainly an issue not long ago. But when you look at it, uh, and you have a good point with the the service industries that you're talking about. Uh, whether it's banking or, you know, financial uh, investments and all that that type right. of uh, uh, business. But and the same token, sometimes I think of downtowns where it just becomes like an outdoor food court. You know, you've got all these just, just different restaurants and bars and the unique shops, so like the dress shops and the clothing stores and the jewelry stores and stuff like that. You know, you want to make it where there's that type of variety, too. And you're obviously falling into the the sweets category. And, you know, the the thing, the first thing that popped into my mind when I saw the story was that you you have you also are have lo, some of your products located in Brighton or in uh, in mm-hmm. like Meyer stores and other grocery stores yeah. too. So did you really need a storefront for that, or was that uh, is that something that you were doing in the in the past and thought Brighton would be a good location?
0: Yeah. So we so I I'm from Iowa. I, I um I came to Michigan. Um uh, I I spent my whole life in Iowa. Came to Michigan uh, 13 years ago. I had um, I had merged my first company with a large um, food distributor on the east side of Michigan. Came here to kind of work through that that process, and I had a couple of years that I couldn't work in food processing. Um, and when that non-compete ended, I saw Michigan as being this really cool, really robust, very fractionated, lots of mom and pop stores. And so I made the decision to cut the apron strings of, of the first, you know, half of my life or 40, whatever years of my life in Iowa and stay in Michigan to start this business and, and chose to make Brighton, um, my home for that. So, um, that's kind of how it started. And then when we made a decision to move our offices to downtown Brighton, it was because we were by and large, just looking for a test kitchen, in a place to put our corporate offices for our, you know, our larger, our larger business, our larger opportunity. But we didn't want to be one of those companies that, that I was just complaining about that put main street, you know, that wasn't open to retail. I'm like, you know, this is such a cool building. Um, you know, we don't really want to be that business that put it, puts in a test kitchen, closes the front door, and we're yet one of the, we're, you know, we're I would say part of the problem as far as limiting how many people would be wanting to go downtown to spend a couple hours shopping around. So we opened up that store it, with the attitude of let's just be civically minded here. Let's make sure that we're bringing, you know, be civically minded to Brighton, do our part and whatever. And, and, and now we're <laughs> we're regretting it. You know um, we did the same thing, you know, when COVID happened, I worked with uh I work with some really talented people with some of the schools around the area. And what we did, because the kids couldn't go out and do their fundraising, we set it up so that they could do their fundraising through DoorDash and our stores. Um, and so we just donated um, a, a fairly large percentage of our weekly sales to the schools during COVID. Again, trying to be civically minded. Um, and I just feel that I don't, I'm not, I'm not talking about the community necessarily, but I'm just saying that. From a, from a city leadership standpoint I don't think that it wasn't reciprocated I can tell you with absolute certainty that that level of care to the small town businesses wasn't reciprocated so
2: it's interesting the you know we when we reported on your closing last week uh, we received a a, a a statement from Tim Corrigan uh, chair of the of the Brighton DDA the downtown Development Authority mm-hmm. Uh and this is what part of what it said said, so, quote, our merchant community had the opportunity to provide and did provide tremendous input into the conceptual planning and staging of the project to help ensure all voices were heard and that the best practices were observed to minimize the inevitable disruption with a project of this magnitude. As is the case with similar projects and public infrastructure improvements, there could be no illusion that short-term pain and disruption would not result. Uh, and then it goes on to say the decision to embark on this project was approved by the DDA after lengthy public input as being in the best long-term interest of the city while it's always uh, more frustrating as a project nears completion than at the outset our project is proceeding on time within budget and will provide demonstrable long-term gain for Main Street um, and then it goes we're extremely proud of the concept and the results Uh, so on and so forth so what
1: could they have done for you yeah i mean if you were to come to the table when they if this was presented to you if you indeed had that opportunity
2: i i guess but even more to the point it sounds to me though i mean this statement in reaction to what you had originally said it's it it really is in my sense it's just my opinion but my opinion of this is they're saying this is kind of your fault
0: yeah what was the guy's last name again
2: uh tim corrigan
0: ah i see okay so I, I can just tell you that I, I started my business from the ground up. I didn't, I, I don't, I don't come from legacy, um, businesses and that's different, feels different, is different. Um, so while I respect the statement, um, it's very typical of in what I believe to be very out of touch, um, coming from a different position. Not everybody is in a position of, of Mr. Corrigan or the Corrigan family. Um, in fact, the vast majority of the world's probably not. And so that's, that's cavalier and wonderful, but it's not, it's not what small, real small businesses go through, um, on a daily basis. And so, hey, we're going to do this and we kind of let you know it's going to hurt. And so why are you complaining is the overall, uh, message. And the thing is, is that through all of this and through all of my comments, not one time have I personally heard from Mr. Corrigan or anybody from the DDE. And so if you're saying that you're doing everything for the businesses, how about a quick phone call or conversation? I mean, I think you know, that it's, it's important for the folks of Brighton to know that our city leaders, while saying that they're doing these things, they haven't talked to me one time.
1: Well, let's say they made the call. What would you have wanted to hear uh, as far as well, how they're, they're going to help you out or what they could have done differently to to keep the doors open at Total Cluster College?
0: I mean, you know, it's kind of nice to know that you know, if you're in a situation where you know, hey, you know, it wasn't it's not you, it's me, kind of thing, you're like, okay, well, whatever. At least you get a you know, kind of a happy farewell and slap on the booty, right? Get out, whatever. Okay, <laughs> but it's just, I, I mean, I mean, honestly, you know, you're not even getting kissed in this situation. Wow. You know, it's <laughs> just like it sounds just, like a bad date. <laughs> yeah, this what I, I I mean. I'm trying to be as I'm trying to be as PC as possible, but after hearing that, it's tough. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, so when we, when we, I, here's the thing. When we, when we look at these kind of projects and you look at the, you look at the, um, the carnage that they leave in their wake, um, one of the things that I think is really important for, for communities to know that strong downtown communities are kind of strong communities in general. Um, when you have communities that don't have kind of that cohesiveness, um, you, you can look at the stats. Crimes higher. There's all kinds of other, you know, ill things that happen in communities that aren't strong like that. And so, to just be so disconnected from the revenue that that is generated that allows these projects to happen, um, you know, they come from small small businesses. And so, I, I mean, I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, it it's just so typical i'm literally right now i'm afraid that my eyes are being like i can spraining the muscles of my eyes from rolling them so hard you know <laughs>
2: uh I mean, well, literally yeah right i understand i mean and and that seems to be your your take on that is it, it ultimately i think it's it, it's a disconnect that's that is your point of view here
0: i feel like it is i feel like it's uh I feel that I mean, I feel like that happens on many levels of government. You know, I love it when people talk about government money. It's like, uh, pardon me? I don't think there is such a thing. I'm pretty sure it's all private sector money given to the government. I don't know that there's any government bakeries or government anything that creates revenue. They spend revenue. And so when you look at these programs and projects, not that dissimilar than the disruption of COVID, to me... Looking at what the carnage is for the business owners and then factoring into the cost of the project is a is a viable option, right? So if it's a $6.8 million project or whatever, well, it's not that. That's just what the project costs. That's not the overall cost of the project. The overall cost of the project is much higher than that. The is closing and everything that goes along with it really needs to be figured into the cost of the project or at least reported that that's what's going to happen, so then when you put those bonds out to the public, they have a, a clear view of what that takes. You know, in business, we have what's called opportunity cost of money. So if I'm running my production line for a large retailer that lets me make low margin, well I can, and I can run much less product and make triple the margin opportunity cost of money while your volume's higher and that gets exciting. Your your the money you make isn't the same. So you have to look at everything very objectively like that. So when we look at these projects, the community I think deserves to understand what is the fallout of all of this. What is the loss to the downtown business? Well, and as
2: you mentioned, like during the pandemic, there was those PPP funds that helped businesses out that provided right. them that revenue to get through the pandemic closures uh and that was not factored in here and it usually isn't i would say i mean i I don't know uh, it doesn't seem that that's a normal point of view but uh in terms of saying like you said 6.8 million dollars to do this project but uh maybe doing as well a a study on and businesses are going to suffer a 20 percent loss in revenue or whatever it's going to be um yeah sort of factor that all in together
0: well, here's maybe this is, maybe this will be uh, um, a revelation is that our sales were higher in 2020 during COVID than they are this year. Oh. So our lot. sales were higher in COVID when we had that to lean into right. than they are this year. And COVID had that to lean into. Well, okay. Here's the thing. So let's just say it was hard. Okay. But not back to back hard. We just had COVID. So had COVID not happened and we were just suffering this. With no with nothing to offset it, well, that's a that's a jagged pill, yes, for sure, but not as but not as, as hard as right, not as bad as back to back. So again, there's just a lot of a lot of ways, but to your point, if we can go back to the statement, it's like <laughs> what? So if you're me and you're a business owner and that's the overall attitude, how how much time do you want to waste or emotional currency do you want to put into having a conversation with that?
1: organization well do you do you you think just to just in your mind do you think it's just oh well that's one business gone another one will move in you're replaceable you and genopolis and and everybody else that uh, has to close their doors
0: well i mean I, i i mean that's my feeling and i'm not sure that i've heard or been given data that would suggest otherwise if there is if it's out there i'd love to look at it But, I mean, that's my feeling. Again, nobody's called. Nobody said, is there anything we can do? You know, whatever. I mean, for us, just to have the city say, we really don't want you to leave. What is it we can do? What can we do? And just let me say, I don't know what they are. So don't. I don't know what that would be necessarily at this point. But to even have that level of respect or concern would feel different than what you just read. Not right. my
2: words. Right, mm-hmm. and and I want to point out we did offer for Mr. Corrigan or other members of the city, whether it's on the DDA or the mayor or the city council to join us. Uh, they they declined, um, but we're hoping to potentially have them on uh, on a future podcast. Um, but
1: before we wrap it
2: up, we should find out what's
1: uh, what's next for Total Cluster Fudge. Where are you moving to?
4: So,
0: you know, we're looking at some of the other communities, namely Milford. Yeah. Um, you know, we've done a lot of research on kind of, you know, household income, you know, what's the population, what does their DD look like, you know, what are the rents there. When are they are going to um, tear up streets? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'll be your first question I, no
1: matter where you go, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, when we're looking at, I, I, was, I was there visiting the community and I'm looking at their streets and I'm like, and I'd said this, I'd said this to somebody else. I'm like, so I understand the water thing. I get that. But was, was somebody complaining about the sidewalks? Like, boy, you know, I'm really hungry. I'd love to head downtown if it wasn't for those pesky sidewalks. Like, this was a thing that was happening. It just, you know, again, you know, when we talk about the producers versus the non-producers, um, you know, the people that generate that revenue versus the people that spend the revenue. And that's really what we're talking about here. So often, in my opinion, we're spending money on problems that aren't problems. And I get the water main; I understand that. But that could have been done very quickly. Um, from everything that I've gathered, it's this streetscape. I mean, it, it, it really was the sense of,
2: of- uh, we got to replace these hundred-year-old water mains, and uh, gee, I guess while we're tearing up the street, we might as well replace the sidewalks.
0: Yeah. Y- your point of view well, is yeah, you, well, maybe not. Why? Yeah. My point. No, my, my point of view is why. Um, I'd love to know why. What was wrong with them? I, I mean, I understand that they're a little bit older, but so's the building. So do you, do you, hey, while we're at it, why don't we just, why don't we just trash all the buildings through? They're old, you know, or the bridge or anything or statues or whatever. I mean, no, I mean, to me, that's part of the charm of the downtown. So aesthetically, the, to me, this is, this is not going to be an, a, 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 uh, an increase. It's, it, to me, it's just odd looking. Like how many downtowns have, all these brand-new sidewalks with all these kind of quaint old buildings. It's just strange. It's like, I don't know, stripes and plaid at the same time. It just doesn't work.
2: Well, and 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 at least at this point, a couple of empty buildings, uh, uh, to say the least. So, uh, as Mike mentioned, Janopolis, you know, saying that they're probably going to close their doors permanently. You've closed your doors, and others have as well. Um, and it's been a real hit for those downtown businesses, so.
0: Um, and there's not that many, and there's not that many retail businesses down. In fact, I was uh, chatting with some folks that we were showing the building to yesterday. You know, and it's you know, there's just not that many businesses that are, that really, that really um, draw in I, tire kicking, you know, kind of up north kind of feeling, walking around shopping kind of commerce. And the folks I met with yesterday gave me an idea of what they needed to do in revenue to make it work. And I'm like, yeah, not a chance. You know, they're like, well, what's the downtown, you know, foot traffic? I'm like, and not what you would expect necessarily. Right. And even if we, even if we were to triple our revenue, it was less than what they needed to do. And so I'm like, well, I'm just going to tell you, here's what we do. Even if you tripled it, um, you know, because I, again, I, you know, I, while I own the business, I wasn't there day to day running the business. And it really needs that owner operator there on site at all times because to try to hire you know, to try to hire that done is really, really difficult. And I had bigger fish to fry. And so, and again, again, that wasn't why I was, I personally was there. I was personally there to run a corporate office, you know, graphic design and all the other things that I was doing. And I was just trying to be civically minded by opening the front door. It was never supposed to be like my core revenue stream, But, but that's not true of every business down there. So while I'm blessed and fortunate that I didn't necessarily have to like really make money out of that location, lots of people do. And, and again, it just frustrates me beyond to know that there's just such a disconnect because there are people that put their houses on the line to sign five-year commercial leases. And just so, just so the public understands what that looks like, when you sign a commercial lease, you're committing, for me, I was personally committing to dollars, $300,000 $300, in rent. You sign personal. We sign personal guarantees on those leases. This is how personal, how commercial leases work. And so, if I were to leave two and a half years into it, I am on the hook personally for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in rent.
2: So it's more than so- just the business itself. It's the other commitments that go into putting that business right. forward. Um, right. Yeah. And so if that
0: was my. If that had been my only business, and I had to make money there. The the time that either the state had us shut down or partially shut down, and now with the city, you're talking about between one hundred and twenty and one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in just rent, right? Just rent.
2: Well, I, you know, it's it's been a great conversation, and we appreciate your point of view. We're going to, we're going to have to kind of leave it there, but um, but thank you so much, Alisa uh, sure. Shakespeare uh, from Total Cluster Fudge, and I guess we'll see what happens uh, uh, where you guys relocate, and um, and then we'll, uh, of course, what happens in downtown Brighton. Time will tell.
0: Yeah. I appreciate all of your time and uh, and bringing this kind of you know letting letting the community kind of know a little bit more of what's going on because it's a deeper issue than just than just us so yeah. thanks so much have Absolutely. a great weekend hey, thank you too you. thank you so much Lisa. all right thank
1: you right, Bye 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 all right last night in uh thursday night trivia we put a 50 dollar gift certificate up for grabs courtesy of our friends at murphy's family auto of course trivia brought to you by our og sponsors firehouse door serving livingston county for over 25 years with unparalleled service and products the question read as such 52 percent of women surveyed said they've turned down guys for a second date because of this. Hm, let's go to Susan first. Yeah, why don't we <laughs> well, get You our, know, you probably turned a guy down for a second date because of something. That.
3: My immediate response was if they were like talking too much about themselves and cutting me off when I talk. That's like a huge turnoff.
2: What is your <laughs> What is your turnoff again?
3: ski?
1: <laughs> yeah. A <button-ski>? yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think a a few ladies felt the same way. Uh, Other guesses, which were pretty obvious, uh, looking at one's phone, being rude to a server, not tipping, or maybe talking about an ex. Those were all great guesses. I I considered one that would be the the winner.
2: Okay. Well...
1: But you don't think
2: we have a winner? Well,
1: I think we do, but it, it okay. It, it wasn't put in the proper
2: terms. Oh boy, Mister. <laughs> Here, so Here
3: we
1: go. So literal, so literal. Well, Mister Literal. Well, all right. I'll tell you what the guess was. That was the closest to him, probably is the all winner. All right. So what's our answer? The answer is perfume. All too right. much. Uh, too much cologne. Too much cologne. Too much cologne. All
2: right. So so enough with the Axe body spray. Yeah, is, right. yeah. you know.
1: That's but anybody like that or is or like, Oh my God, yeah. you're just killing me because or the, you, you know or the you're high sweating. karate. <laughs> <laughs> a little too much such polo such there. Uh, so Christine was the one that got the closest, or I guess the guest, but it said man fume. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, I like that. That's I get it, but that could just be a guy who smells kind of no.
3: earthy, right?
1: I, I but with the fume because that could be like like pig pen and and peanuts. <laughs> that's a fume. So. I guess we'll give it to. I, I think Sirius. you
2: have to give it. Yeah, I think she I meant. Think so. I think that that was, you know.
1: Because nobody else said cologne or perfume or that. Right, so there wasn't anything closer. So, yeah, no. Well, you, you well there build. was one with how he smells. Right. But that could be bad, too. Like BO. Like BO yeah. smell or, you know. right Onion smell or whatever it is. Yeah. But too much man fume. All right. And who was the winner? That was Christine Sis. All right. So, congratulations. Christine,
2: congratulations. And of course, uh, she wins the $50 gift certificate to Murphy's Family Auto. Nice. And uh, trivia honest. courtesy of Firehouse Doors. Serving Livingston County for 25 years. Give them a call, 810-599-7480. They are the OG sponsor of Mike and John. Got it going on.
1: We appreciate their continued support. Yeah. And uh, speaking of support, our show sponsor, Jordan Genso, who was kind enough to... To lie to most of the people around here and say this would be good to have us in the Remax <laughs> Platinum building. We do appreciate yeah. that.
2: Yeah. Uh, as he pointed out when we had him on a couple of weeks ago, he said, you know, this isn't his building. Uh, he he works here. We sneak in the back door. He, he, well, right. He Nobody goes, really knows. He, for he, him. he opens the back door. I'm like, shh. shh.
3: Quiet yeah, I like the password. <laughs> so, is. so uh,
2: but yes, Jordan Genso, show sponsor of Mike and John Got It Going On. Of course, 15 years of experience in Livingston County real estate. Uh, you can give him a call and find out more 248 444 9777. So, we appreciate uh, uh, all that he does for us as well. You know, I've right.
1: also uh, teamed up with Orchards Children's Services to help find kids a new home, a permanent home, hopefully. And this week, it's Oscar. Not the Grouch. Nah, no, nah, you're the Grouch. <laughs> hey, where's, where'd the patch go, by the way?
2: Oh, my, the patch. I, yeah. I, uh, I don't need it today. Okay, just checking. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, just checking. So, uh, it was a prop for sympathy. It's a sympathy prop. What are you talking about? So, Oscar is our, our child of, of the week. For yes, us. he our was, he was, which we moved to Fridays. Right. So it's, it's, the, Friday. it's the
2: match Mondays. Oscar, 10 years old, he describes himself as caring and loving, says he loves to be loved. He's very silly. He has a good sense of humor, energetic, and athletic. He is a creative kid who enjoys doing arts and crafts, also very interested in uh, uh, RC cars, remote controlled cars. He loves to go shopping and go to McDonald's with his caregivers he told his worker that he likes rappers and says they're good people he likes riding bikes playing basketball and jumping on the trampoline i am just exhausted reading the things that oscar likes (laughs) oscar really doesn't like guys
1: that (laughs) wear eye patches
2: so just so you know oscar (laughs) hopes for a family that is nice and plays outside with them Uh, so oscar uh the uh, orchards children's services of the week their monday match and if you want to find out more you can just go to Uh, uh, com. I'm sorry, orchards.org, and uh, find out more that uh, Orchard's Children's Services, all the great work uh, that they do as well. So, uh, or- Orchard's Children's Services. Uh, Child of the Week is Oscar.
1: You know, we've been talking about the uh, Walk to End Alzheimer's, which is coming up here in Howell. Yes. Uh, in September, John's got the gear on. You can get your shirt, too, by joining the you Got It Going On team, which you can find out more information on our website, mikeandjohnpodcast.com. And recently, there's been some great news about improvements for drugs or approval for drugs that can help those with Alzheimer's. Right,
2: but first, you mentioned the shirt. I did mention the I think we, I think we shirt. should, you know... Show off the
1: shirt Okay Show you off know. the shirt I mean this is the
2: Are you going to do a dance for it? Oh, no, do no, no, no. I, I'm yeah, showing off okay. No one wants to see me dance That's not going to show no, off I'm the shirt now, no, no, if you had no, the I kind do on, I That is do. not going to help at all <laughs> You had the patch yeah. on It might be you know, the patch dance Right But of course uh, You can get one of those lovely shirts If you go to Mikeandjohnpodcast.com Click on the link at the top there That will take you to our team page For team Got It Going On For the Walked End Alzheimer's That is coming up September 30th In downtown Howell And you can join team Got It Going On, a $40 contribution or more will get you that t-shirt for free. So uh, we encourage folks to, to come on and join us. You get to dress like us. Isn't it's, that fun? Well, I yeah. love that that's the encouragement. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty cool purple. Yeah, that's true. So. <laughs> that's, true. Right. that's true as well. All right. So joining us now, uh, the smooth transition that that was, right. uh, <laughs> uh, we've got a couple of guests here are joining us. And uh, let's see, actually, we need to pivot
1: we, if we're all pivot. you friends
2: fans uh, we're to get we co- gotta, uh, gotta get Nicole in here we're there we go try and get the couch in <laughs> okay <laughs> so Couch's getting up the <laughs> stairs <laughs> uh, nice. so yeah nice so right. uh joining us right now uh Nicole Colley senior development manager and uh Gene Barnes, who is the program director for the Alzheimer's Association uh and so thank you for joining us
5: Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Right.
2: Uh so Nicole, let's start with you. As I mentioned, the walk coming up uh September thirtieth, the walk down to end Alzheimer's in downtown how how are things shaping up for that?
5: It's, it's kind of getting down to crunch time. We're a little over two months out now, and we're excited for our new location this year. You know, we've been on um, Main Street in downtown Brighton since the walk started 11 years ago, um, and it'll be kind of fun just being somewhere new this year with all the construction going on. So we'll be right on State Street where the farmer's market usually is.
2: Okay. All right. We're looking forward to that, and as we mentioned, we want folks to join us. Uh, for uh, the team got it going on, and um, I'm wearing my shirt. Mm, Here, looks course. awesome. Yes, of course, it does. <laughs> you to, can you give him a star and a smiley face right. for the day? <laughs> um, <You know? laughs> uh, and now, Gene, now uh, you know. There have been some headlines the last couple weeks here about Alzheimer's and some of the research developments. Talk about that. Yeah, we
1: can't pronounce the names of the drugs. No, we barely
4: can. (laughs) We barely can. So uh, last week, the Alzheimer's Association International Conference ended, and there was a ton of new discoveries, new research that came out. And the drug that you read about is called Dananamab. And that is the third anti-amyloid medication that is not approved yet, but they're hoping that it will be approved by the FDA by the end of the year. And basically, it's super exciting because it's showing to not just, like in all the past medications, it was slowing symptoms. This actually changes the course of the Alzheimer's disease and slows it down. So it's the third one. And it's the best one yet, um, which is super exciting. Um, It showed that if you take it really, really early in the disease process, it can delay the symptom or, you know, the disease down by uh, either 47% or even up to 60%. So is
2: this a delay in the Uh, onset of symptoms or the delay of symptoms that have already
4: occurred? that's a great question. So it's actually, there's um, an amyloid plaque that builds up in the brain and it actually decreases that plaque inside of the brain. So it literally changes the... The course of the disease
2: so that is
1: a big breakthrough yeah.
4: huge uh,
1: yeah. Absolutely.
5: that goes to
1: that goes to say when we do these walks and fundraisers that's where the money goes for the research and the other the other things we have talked about in the past with Nicole as far as helping families out that have those that are suffering from Alzheimer's so Absolutely. that's great news so how, how what are, as, as far as the walk that's coming up this year where are we at as far as uh, attendance that you're ex- what we're expecting and where are we at right now
5: so um, I would say 2019 had been our biggest year yet, and then uh, since coming back from COVID, we've been building back up to it. So we had been um, about 950 in 2019, and the last couple years have been around 750. Um, So we're hoping to kind of get a little bit higher and get up closer to where we were at. Um, we'll see what the location change does to that, whether it energizes it or changes things for people. But we're excited to get a big crowd again. So
1: I was going to say, have you gotten any feedback either way?
5: No, yes. not necessarily. I mean, I think a lot of um, like the Howell businesses and people in the Howell area are excited to have it in their area. Sure. Um, I haven't really gotten any negative feedback whatsoever. I had a couple people that were just surprised and didn't realize that we were moving. So that's something that we're still trying to get out there because I feel like we're still going to get to walk day and somebody's going to try and show sure, <laughs> up. Street. Right, and
2: where's Chuck Gatica? Yeah.
0: <laughs> He's in Howell,
2: right? Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and 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 of course, the money that's raised uh, during the Walk to End Alzheimer's goes to the Alzheimer's Association. We've talked about this a number of times, but mm-hmm. uh, for support services for 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 patients and caregivers, and that's you know obviously. Uh, very important, but also those research dollars, yes. Uh, which you know were the breakthrough. And what was the name of the drug again?
4: Denanamab.
2: Denanamab. Denanamab.
4: That's not so bad. Denanamab. Sounds <laughs> yeah. like the Muppets. Like sounds better like than some of the last <laughs> ones. Yeah. actually,
2: right. It sounds like a new band. <laughs> no, it's a <laughs> restaurant uh, it's but, a restaurant opening in downtown Brighton. Now that <laughs> there's a vacancy. <laughs> um But uh, and, and and as you were saying, Gene, that. Uh, you know, that that is a drug that you can take that can sort of lessen your symptoms already occurring. Um, But still, from what I understand, and and obviously you understand better than than I do, uh, in terms of uh, getting an early diagnosis is like supremely important uh, for the overall uh, care of this disease.
4: Absolutely, and not just because of these medications coming out, because it does show the earlier you can take it, you know, in the earlier stage, the better result you'll have, but also because... And I don't know if you've been affected, but both of us have. Um, You can understand what the disease is about, just getting that information and knowing. Just yesterday I was in Chelsea at a program, and there was a woman who was diagnosed, and she's like, I didn't know what it was, and I, of course, was scared, but now that I know, I can read all about it. I can share with my family and friends. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, earlier with a diagnosis, you can check off items on your bucket list. You can plan for your future legally, financially, financially. you know just it's it's really good to have that information what are some
1: of the first signs that uh, you know you may question do i have it or don't i have it but
2: yeah. i mean we all have it. those moments where yeah. you're like oh i had that you know i forgot this or yeah. where is my, i need a sticky you know, note whatever for everything. it may be but you know <laughs> but it goes I'm beyond
4: it goes beyond that um
2: yeah so what are some of the symptoms that for folks that maybe this is something like maybe you should consult a doctor
4: yeah well th- you should so if you think you might have any symptoms but we have like our 10 warning signs Um, one of them is being memory loss so Changes in your everyday thinking and abilities. Um, The classic example is like, not, and we, I mean, I did it this morning, where are my car keys? (laughs) You know, but I know I put them in my bowl by the front door and go back and get them, so they're there. Um, It could also be some personality changes, mood changes. Some people become, um, like, even yesterday again, is an example. She was saying, a different person was saying her husband, she's like, I should have known, he always went to Euchre night, and then like, didn't want to go anymore Mm -hmm. because he started becoming fearful that he might make a mistake. So little things like that. I think you want to add any. Yeah. I think I just, I try and think of it
5: because, um, just in terms of like how it's affecting your daily life. So the keywords Mm -hmm. she said, they are like affecting your daily life, not just, did I forget what I did yesterday or where I went or where I put something? But like, is that forgetfulness affecting how you're living daily Mm -hmm. or is the moods affecting how you're living daily? Not just where did I forget my keys, but I can go back and find them. But like, I've attempted to retrace my steps now and I can't even figure out like right. where mm-hmm. I went or how I got there, or, you know, those types of things. And it's ultimately, more. and ultimately
2: any question, you, you, this is where you should consult your doctor. I yeah. mean, Definitely. The doctors, yeah. Know, yeah, and
4: that's exactly what we tell people. So you go through that list of 10 Maybe you have a few, and then go and find out what it is. Like, I know, we know so many people that maybe it was a vitamin deficiency or nutrient deficiency or depression and dementia. If you look at all their symptoms, they look very similar, Hmm. um, you know, and then towards then they don't. But... So definitely go, you know, talk to your care so professional. It could be so many other things. I think that's mm-hmm. that's one of the the big things I used to tell families
5: and patients when I worked in long-term care was just that that importance of, like, check off all the other things that it could be. Like, don't assume that it's the worst because it might not be that, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it could be so many other things. So get all of those out of the way first. And it could be something that's easy to fix and then you're going to feel a ton better. Or, like she said, if it is this, you know, you want to get ahead of it and be able to start putting things in order and, you know, get those bucket list items and stuff. Mm -hmm.
2: So for people that want to get involved, to get more information, how should they go about doing that?
4: I think, well, we try to be as accessible as possible. So for a lot of different people, it might be our website, which is alz.org. We also have an email, helplinegmc at alz.org, a 24-7 helpline which has um, over 200 translatable services for different languages. That's 800-272-3900. Of course, you can always reach out to Nicole or I directly, um, and we'll link you up. Also, we have a feature on on ALZ.org is um, a chat feature that's um, available fourteen hours a day. And once you do contact us locally, um, Monday through Friday, we can see we print out a list. Everyone that's contacted the association in our in our area, our zip codes across Michigan, we'll follow up personally as right. well. Ooh, that's wow. great. Yeah. It, it, it,
2: what percentage of the population generally you think has a connection to Alzheimer's? I mean, what would you say you know roughly? <laughs>
4: <laughs> I mean. It's definitely getting more and more. Like more
2: than 50%? Probably. Yeah. 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 And I ask that question because there's five people in this room, mm-hmm. and I think at least three of them have a connection. I think me and Mike are. Yeah. yeah good job. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think me and Mike have been blessed that we don't have... Uh, a personal connection to somebody that has
5: Alzheimer's that,
1: that has been diagnosed yeah. anyway, right? Right.
2: Either. Good. point um, well, that's a really um, good, good point. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I know Susan. I don't know. How, you know how much you're you know willing to share, but I know that you. Yeah, been I lost son- my mom to yeah. Alzheimer's.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. To hear that. It's a rough, rough journey. Um, so definitely, like you said, be ahead of it um, and, and look out for your loved ones too. Like your yeah. personality changes, things like that. Mm-hmm. That was huge for my mom. Like yeah. we were like what, what is, is going is on?
1: Is being old and crabby part of that? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's sort of different, right? Yeah. Or some people like my mom was like very sweet throughout except for my dad. With my dad, you know, but like yeah. with my kids and me and all the way through, I mean, she had, I'm the youngest of eight, she loved babies and, you know, animals, and she did till Mm. the day she passed, but yeah, but... Some people do get more crabby.
1: I mean, it, it, it can be abusive too when you get to that point. So it can be. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's a, it can be some big personality changes. So for those that uh, want more information, as you stated, the uh, the websites. Let's get the phone number and the the websites uh, one more time.
5: Yeah. So our main website is alz.org. Um, our phone number is 800-272-3900. And then the walk website as well is act.alz.org/livingston.
1: All right. And and remember, there's space is limited with the Mike and John got it going on (laughs) team. That's (laughs) right. (laughs) Space is limited. As many as we can get. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's limited it's limited to
1: the limited in around. downtown
5: Howell. Yeah, right. well, On 30th. I don't want to forget to add as well while I'm here because this is a special room in this way. But we're gonna have a band that's gonna be playing a little bit at the walk. Correct? Do you wanna do you wanna talk about? that? We got that? a band. Wait a
3: minute. Not oh, necessarily oh, a, a band. <laughs> 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 Me. <laughs> I count that. I count that. But we're gonna have All a special right. appearance by our own here. Yeah. Yes. So okay. I'm looking forward to being a, a part of more of a part. Of than just walking but yes yeah. definitely excited about that so come see me definitely join our team and be involved thank you yeah.
1: are we backup singers
3: <laughs> <laughs> no yeah we're gonna have rehearsal we're, roadies. The team. Yeah, we're the roadies there you go <laughs> there you nailed
2: it that's where we got uh so all right well we're looking forward to that uh september 30th downtown howell and uh for the mike and john got it going on team just go to mikeandjohnpodcast.com
5: all right. Thank you. All thank you so much. All nice right, Nicole, Jean, through.
2: thank you so thank much. You, yes, and hope you. to have you on uh, maybe another time right before the walk and we can sort of name maybe things Maybe we can out. update
1: on a release date of that dana dab andanamab.
2: So it was it's received FDA approval.
4: Not quite. by the end of this calendar year. Okay.
2: So it's moving forward. and and it's a slow process, so yeah. This is but this has been accelerated, do I have that right? That this was some That was
4: the one right before it. Okay. Yeah. Um so there's been two and that's the cool thing I think about science is like with like any Like those building blocks. Yeah, exactly. Okay. They get better and better and better right. and And uh, one last piece is that, uh, because I get excited, is that this is one part of, you know, the brain's so complex. So it's one piece of the kind of Alzheimer's puzzle they're looking at, but there's like 140 other unique therapies they're looking at as well. So So I guess in that
2: sense, there really aren't any failures per se. I mean, some drugs may not pan out the way you would hope, but Mm -hmm. it is part of building that base of knowledge to move it. Okay, that didn't work. Let's try this. You no know, treatments, yeah.
5: treatments for other yeah. things that are out there all started somewhere, exactly. and then had those building blocks and got to where they are today. The things are treatable. So three we're and two that years
4: point. is incredible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's exciting. All
2: right. Well, we're we're glad to be part of it. So. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you, ladies. Yeah, all thank right. you. So much.
4: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Appreciate Anytime. It. Nice to
4: meet you. Yeah. yeah you nice as well. Thank, thank you so
1: much. A lot of information from Jean and Nicole. Uh, we've got uh, JD joining us in uh, just a moment for uh, JD's toss bag trivia. Of course, you weren't here last week. Uh, cougar no i
3: was not shift. i watched oh, we got to
1: do the shift got to do the shift <laughs> uh, the, <yeah. laughs> is that allowed hold in, on in baseball it's not allowed hold on okay <laughs> <laughs> did you make enough room for jd yeah. uh yeah you all know. right are we okay now uh i don't know are we <laughs>
2: I, i'm ready You're you know ready. Ready. are we well, jd are you ready I, yeah, yeah i'm ready well uh, but but well hold on now before we get to jd oh, all gosh, right we'll you get you yeah I forgot that's, about okay. R.P. I mean. <laughs> yeah. You know, what, I if, saying
1: what, saying. If, what if Rich Pearlberg's middle name is Ignatius? Right.
2: I... <laughs> 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 just saying, whatever. Why don't you why don't you ask him? <laughs> All right, I'll ask Rich yeah. if his middle name is if Ignatius. If your middle name... <laughs>
1: well, that's not very nice. <laughs> I just say, I, yeah, I'm just saying, I'm killing either. time. Because yeah. somebody messed up the schedule. <laughs> that would be Pick me. think it was yeah, me. That was me. I messed that up.
6: Are you there? Good morning, Mike and John. All right. There Rich,
1: what's your is. middle name? What's my middle name? Yeah.
6: Alan. Alan. Oh, he's rap then. He's okay. Not rip. I'm Not the, the rap. RIP. I was known to my children as the rap daddy. Rap daddy. All right. No, I wasn't. They cringed whenever I said that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a dad
1: joke that all
3: <laughs> do. Yeah, that is definitely do. a dad joke. All right.
1: <laughs> so uh, I know you're a big Michigan guy.
6: Well, so big. And I need to tell you, in, in line with our new format i'm down at the university of michigan athletic department right now you outside are not.
2: their
6: <laughs> hr i could be you don't know that
2: <laughs> once again
6: I f- on i'm filling out an applicant yeah. i'm filling yeah. out an application they apparently have a hot job for it's 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 temporary work It's yeah. it's uh, interim position four saturdays in the fall what could be better than like cool. i think
5: okay good seat. i think i'm quite
6: qualified <laughs> i'm quite qualified i've been coaching from the stands for 50 some years yeah. and so oh, far i haven't go. made a mistake
1: so, so i'm there so how bad is this uh, suspension for jim harbaugh this, ker- this kerfuffle this is, a, is what yeah. we're calling
2: it. so what brought this on
6: well you know it's hard to say because nothing's official yet i thought it, it was all cut and dry but uh all all that's been reported is we're talking about a supposed suspension coming for Jim Harbaugh, the the much beleaguered Michigan football coach who um, supposedly is going to have the the deal that supposedly has been cut between the school and the NCAA is that he won't be able to coach for the first four games of the season. Although sources tell me by that, I mean the internet that uh, he's still be able to coach during the week. It's just, standing on the sidelines
2: <laughs> and these are four <laughs> critical games i mean these are the well, four okay, no, pivotal that, games my, of the season uh,
6: but east carolina is sneaky you know where they're in <laughs> they're in the state of north carolina which oh. is where appalachian state was from oh, Gee, say yeah. more? Okay? That's, that's bad news <laughs> <laughs> and Rutgers Rutgers took Michigan overtime two years ago and last year we were ahead in the second half. I you no, know, but yeah, there's they're easy games.
2: Right. Okay. And, and and so this is essentially a ceremonial slap by the NCAA.
6: Yeah, and some some people feel they're even like we're gonna get back to your hallball. You've been you've been a thorn in our side and you've criticized us, you've made things uncomfortable. Relatively minor transgressions, uh unauthorized or Contact with a recruit during the dark period of the COVID days, and and watching uh, somebody work out on Zoom, uh, hmm. supposedly, which which are that violations. Sounds it sounds <laughs> well, like a stalker <laughs> kind of thing. Well, yeah, yeah, I know, well, I know.
2: Ooh, I look think, at that guy move. <laughs> I, <know. laughs>
6: I think I think he was trying to get one of the recruits up to Brighton to buy some fudge, but, but that didn't work out. But but no, but but I guess what they were relatively minor as far as. I mean, he didn't buy a racehorse like they used to do for basketball players in Kentucky. <laughs> but uh, he 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 made it worse, and if it's true, it certainly smacks of hardball. One, he's he's talked uh, with high morals about the cheating that everybody else does, so people are happy to find him right. on the spotlight. Second, supposedly he wasn't truthful with the investigators when they asked him about it. That's what upped the... Uh, the, the, the level of severity. The the offenses are relatively minor, but the NCAA gets really pissed at you. I'm sorry, gets really upset with yeah. you when they when when you don't tell them the truth. That's supposedly the story. Um
2: but what it's more it'll happen? You know, but, but I, it seems like more it's payback. This is the the chance to to sort of well, he's you, like you said he's been a public thorn in the side.
6: A few years ago the University at Miami had a a guy come out who Clearly admitted that he was paying off athletes, taking them to strip clubs, buying them women, and they didn't get punished for it. So they're going after.
2: Wait a minute! Uh, wait a minute! You're saying that that's wrong?
6: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is Miami, Florida. Right. Is Miami, they would have gone. They would have gone after him. Yeah. No, I mean the 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 thing is, how about I'm sure cross some lines there's a and the thing is the ncaa is such a a horrific institution of hypocrisy and um you know you've got a bunch of people making millions and millions and millions of dollars billions and they're making it off the uh the head injuries and knee injuries of, of high school kids who until recently couldn't take a pair of shoes without getting suspended okay so, so to have them go after Harbaugh, and I'm sure, knowing Harbaugh's attitude, I'm sure he earned it. But they're they're totally ignoring. It's like going after the uh, the um, the jaywalkers and, and leaving the drunk drivers alone.
1: You know. Yeah, and but in, in the uh, in the players' eyes, I would imagine this just could ignite a little bit of fire, so they can win for the coach, you know, win for win for the Gipper kind yeah, of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, it's just like that little I, bit. I of hear
6: like, a lot of that, and they talk about high, I, I, halftime speeches and stuff, and I tell you what, most, most of the athletes I've talked to, they say that stuff lasts until the first play when somebody across the line smacks on you, and then you got to play the game. I played a little right. bit of high school ball, and I can't tell you. Not only can I not tell you anything our halftime talks did for us, when we when we were playing in basketball, we'd be called into a timeout, and the coach would Give out these explicit instructions and we forgot them before the whistle blew. I mean, I. I,
1: I <laughs> that's why you went into the newspaper business and, and not basketball. Uh, <laughs> and,
6: and we had a good basketball
1: team. Football, you could
6: tell the same. But uh, But I'm, I'm just saying, I heard Blake Corum saying this is just going to make us want to win more than ever. I kind of think they wanted to
1: win. They want to win anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what you say after the fact, yeah, sure. All right. So
6: I don't know, but yeah, it's a slap on the wrist. I think the Ohio State coach got one of those too, and they could have suspended him for the bowl game. Instead, they waited till the next the next year when they were playing Akron and Bowling Green. So it's uh, it's it's more of a statement case, but but well does, now Mel
2: Tucker at at MSU he has to step up. And to earn a suspension. He's, he's got to earn his suspension, too. Oh, you Harbaugh's
6: getting one? I
2: want one, too.
6: I think I think some of the Mel Tucker bloom has fallen off. I think some yeah. of the Sparty fans wouldn't like him to get
2: suspended. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not necessarily no, going to argue I that.
6: think it's, it's a, it's, there, there's so many things that are wrong with big-time college sports, especially football. This is probably one of the minor ones, but it's getting all the publicity. Because Harbaugh right. is a big figure. Michigan, and I'll admit this first off, Michigan has had this attitude that, yeah, we may not win all the big games, but we're clean. We're above all that other stuff. Well, yeah, to a point. <laughs> I know.
2: Yeah, well, all right. Well, uh, we appreciate it, of course. Uh, we'll keep you. Uh, you are, you, you said you're on the scene there. Uh, well, I'm filling, I'm yeah. filling
6: on my application now. Right. I think okay. that's good a chance. Let and us this, know
1: if you uh, get the gig. Yeah, if Rap Daddy gets the spot, yeah.
2: let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Rap Daddy. Okay, there's Rap Daddy. Pardon. All, with right. A <laughs> all take care. right, Rich Pearlberg, thanks a lot for for the less you know. All right, now let's uh, since we've been talking football, I think it's all right. Let's get our uh, JD. You here? What did he, yeah, come on in. He went back to work. Yeah, right? I don't know. All right, we're gonna come on in. All right, uh, now he's wearing his Titan <laughs> yeah. shirt. Oh boy, <laughs> grab a seat. UD shirt. Yeah, grab a seat here. And, uh, okay, so uh, we are, since we did football, and then we're, we're running short on time, all right? So we're going to run a two-minute drill. Oh, we're doing a two-minute. Right? We're running no, a two-minute no, no. drill, all no, right? Are you ready for this? Two minutes. You got no, two minutes to get through
1: this. <laughs>
2: all right. You got to be like the FedEx right. guy. I've through. got my timer ready. Are, are we ready? So let's start with what is our topic today?
7: John and eye patches. John John and eye all right, all right. Okay. And we're off. John Rocking has snake blistered in eye patch last week. Made me thinking of characters with eye patches. Yeah. We're chuckling with you, not at you.
2: Uh, yeah, just, no, you can just okay. laugh, it's okay.
7: Nick Fury, the former director of S.H.I.E.L.D., spy founder of the Avengers, played by Samuel L. Jackson, his eye patch. Why is he wearing an eye patch? Is it a, got injured with a Loki sword fight? A stick while playing with a child? A grenade in World War II? Or it's never explained.
2: It was a stick while playing with a child.
3: Never explained.
2: Never explained.
7: A grenade in World War II.
2: Oh, that You're too. All wrong. All right, all right. All right. moving on.
7: L. Driver in Kill Bill, lost her eye in a fight with Beatrix. She defeated. She was defeated by Beatrix, and Beatrix ripped her eye out. She's a ruthless killer. I hate that. Can you remem- remember what her code name is?
2: <laughs> okay.
7: Uma Thurman plays L. Driver. Was she the Red Sparrow? The walrus, California mountain snake, or Hollywood star girl.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna say red sparrow. I like red sparrow, but I'll go Hollywood star girl.
3: I'll do the mountain snake. California mountain snakes. Oh, oh, the oh,
2: there, there you go. Know. Mountain snake to green. You our eye patch. All right. All right. Moving on. Pirates
7: of the Caribbean. <laughs> Rigetti wears an eye patch when his wooden eye falls out <laughs> all the time. Okay. He is known for besides. All sorts of other stuff. He is always wearing the same outfit in all the movies. All right. Is it a blue shirt with a green coat? A red shirt with a blue green coat? A blue and white striped shirt with a black coat? Or a filthy white shirt with a gray coat?
2: Filthy white shirt with a gray coat.
3: Blue and white stripe with whatever you're saying. Red
1: and green. <laughs> Answer. Red shirt, blue green coat. There you go. All right. I get it. That right. That's okay. three. All right. all right. All right. Last question. You got
3: nine this seconds. Go. Austin
7: Powers trilogy. Robert Wagner plays number two. <laughs> Where's an eye patch?
1: Where's number two? Yes,
7: Where's the <laughs> boss number two. Hey, this is your laughing that's messing this up. Ah, uh, oh, well.
1: <laughs> I can clearly say that I haven't watched very many movies with guys with eye patches.
7: Oh, okay. so so number two is inspired by Rooster Cogburn from True Grit, One Eyed Willie from Goonies, Emilio Largo from Thunderball, or Bazooka Joe, Bazooka Joe, Bubblegum.
2: Uh, Bazooka Joe. Bazooka Joe.
7: Bazooka Joe. Bazooka Joe. It's from Thunderball. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> so no uh, one won. No one won. No we one have
7: a one.
1: a
2: one.
7: And, one. A, zero. and a zero. So okay. tiebreaker. Uh, all right. <laughs> this is curiosity. We're going into overtime. Right. Uh,
1: tiebreaker is super easy. All right. Hold on. You what got do you mean th- a one, one, and zero? I got the green and red.
2: And, the and, red and Susan got, yeah, got the, the got mountain you snake. All right. Okay. Time. We're in overtime. 30 seconds. Go. All, all right.
7: On the A word right now, you can buy a Mad-Eye Moody monocle. Great For challenging your inner nerve, how much can you buy a Mad Eye Mooney monocle
1: right Who's
2: now? Who's Mad Eye Mooney? <laughs> how much? In Harry Potter. What's our range? What's our range?
7: <laughs> uh, 10 to 50 bucks.
2: Uh, $22.50. $39.95. 49
7: 99 Whoever said lowest is 14
2: 99 That was me. <laughs> <John Lewis. laughs> I win somehow. Yeah, I should not have actually been playing all in the free time right <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh my. All right, well we did it. I think something. Almost. Who knows? All right, shut up. Right. Not you. <laughs> I was talking to my oh. phone. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm offended. I'm offended. All right. Well, thank you for the JD, two about the
1: 2-minute drill. Plus 2 minutes plus drill. We'll we'll, we'll be we'll be we'll uh, be more uh,
2: attentive why? to the time. No we won't. were you kidding? All right. Well, thank you very much.
7: You got it. All right, All right. good deal. All
2: right, Susan J.D. with Tossback Trivia
1: has uh, her um, her entertainment infotainment
3: yes
2: brought to you by of course the Dio. that's right if you're looking for a unique night out hold on that's the wrong one if you're looking for a unique night out look no further than the Dio dining and entertainment livingston county's multi-award winning dinner theater whether it's date night or the celebration of a special event the Dio offers an unforgettable night of food and live broadway style entertainment that is sure to earn you a standing ovation visit dialtheater.com for tickets and show information all right take it away
3: All right. So my daughter introduced me to a series. It's not a new series. It ended in 2018, but it went for seven seasons. Um, She thought I would love it because of my obsession with the Friends series. And she was correct. It is definitely a modern day Friends type sitcom. Um, So anyway, super cute. Zooey Chanel.
1: Zoe De Deschanel.
3: She's adorable. Everything I've seen her in, I absolutely love. And doesn't she st- sing she's the
1: theme song too? Yep, yeah. yep.
3: Um, so she's quirky, lovable. Um, single lady moves in with three guys in a loft, <laughs> and it's their adventure of becoming friends and how they uh, cope with everyday young adult um events in their lives and and you wish you could have
1: coped that way back in the day absolutely
3: but um it's just a real easy watch um makes you feel good but for me it actually reminded me of um when i was joining bands and usually it's a handful of guys and me the new girl and so it just kind of reminded me of the dynamics of those types oh, okay. of situations I'm and the friendships the... that build.
2: I mean, I've seen that. a couple episodes. It's got pretty witty dialogue. It's oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's adorable.
3: Fun. It really yeah. is. So yeah. check it out. It's streaming on, um, it started on Netflix. Well, actually started on Fox on TV. But then yeah. Netflix and now Hulu has it and Peacock. Um, definitely worth it. I got on the plane ride home and they actually had it on Delta Airlines. So yeah. I even watched some of the episodes Catching twice. Or you
2: can just get a ticket on a Delta flight and watch yeah. it. Exactly. so it's kind her. of the yeah. cool yeah. way that's, that's how rich people watch tv shows but, uh,
4: you know, you know some also-
2: of these streaming services it might be cheaper to buy a ticket on a delta <laughs>
3: and <watch> yeah, it. <laughs> really absolutely but you know it also um kind of reminded me of this podcast that this female what? um joined these two guys in a basement.
2: Hmm. I haven't heard it's of
1: that. It's kind of...
3: I mean, maybe we should talk about that <laughs> another time. That's ridiculous. But, yeah.
1: Who...
2: What idiot who would, would do that? Who but would do a is, podcast yeah.
1: in a basement? It's almost as good. Yeah, that's right. true. Almost as good? Almost, almost as good. Right, so, so what character are, are John and I like?
3: Yeah. Oh, gosh. You're definitely Schmidt. Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That was Schmidt. Yeah. Schmidt. <laughs>
1: sure. Schmidt.
3: <laughs> well,
2: we'll, we'll dub that in later.
1: And John?
3: John is Winston. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah,
1: No, I'm Schmidt's on uh, The Neighborhood now with uh, Cedric the Entertainer.
3: Interesting. Kind of I the
1: same similar characters, you know, yeah. kind of dorky. Okay. You know
2: thing. who I'm hoping to see on the neighborhood? Who are you hoping to see? Murphy's family auto. I
1: don't know. You, you know, know oh, Calvin is oh, going to, uh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never
3: mind.
2: <laughs> <So it's, laughs> you know, I think they would probably be a good addition to any show.
3: Sure <laughs> You know, we're
2: lucky to have them right here in Livingston we County. Right. Yes, we yes. Tune-ups, brakes, expert electrical, computer diagnostics, wheel balancing. They do it all. Murphysfamilyauto.com online or give them a call, 517-552-3040. Uh, I've been a customer of Murphy's for quite a while, and they do great work. I uh, appreciate everything that uh, Dennis and Glenn do. Murphysfamilyauto.com. Check them out online. All right. All right.
1: We're just going to take a quick peek at this week in history, the main thing that happened this week in history. Okay. The last week of June, or July, excuse me.
5: We're in July, <laughs> right?
2: Okay.
1: Oh, boy. What day is that? No, no June, June. Uh, <laughs> the last week in July, double mint gum was first manufactured. Oh. Remember double mint gum? I do. What year? It was oh, 1914. 1914, double mm. mint gum. Oh, okay. And chances are, Grandma has a piece of gum from 1914 <laughs> in and the bottom of her for purse. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, we have to draw our winner from uh, Torch 180 for Lunch for Two. Michelle... Likens Okay Michelle Likens right. Congratulations to, to Michelle And now it's uh, We're going
2: to As we do We're going to end each show With the final word From, from Bonnie
1: Alright Runyon Does she know we're calling this uh, We'll find out Alright <laughs> so. Runyon Yes I hope she wasn't waiting By the phone too long <laughs> <laughs> Did you switch this over? To yeah, phone? yeah, yeah. Okay, we're good. We're probably going to get her voicemail. She's like,
2: you know, can't keep me waiting. She can't wait that
1: long. Maybe she's out milking the cows.
2: It's possible.
1: What would the last word be if she is?
3: Silence.
1: <laughs> It'd be moo. <laughs> uh, okay, well, so it's not going to happen.
0: Good morning. You've reached Bonnie Runyon. Oh, she
1: only answers her phone the great in the morning. Good
0: day. Hope you all having a good one. Leave a message. In said a morning
1: we'll
2: a message. all the day. I think long. we should leave a message. Okay. We should leave a message. Um, Bonnie. Hello. You hello? know, it's not morning anymore. Hello? No, it's, it's. I mean, I know we're calling a little bit late. So uh, it's
1: lunchtime. So. Yeah. Uh, but it's it was morning all day long for her. She Bonnie, did say that. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, the last word is hello.
3: Hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs>
1: and now we have to say goodbye, bye. We it hope to talk to you next week. Tune in next time <laughs> and Giggo
3: on.